Good afternoon and happy Friday, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. There's a lot going on and I actually want to start uh, not with the news of the day. I want to start with something that's been bugging me for a good portion of the day. So this morning, we had the story about it at kpel965.com. This morning, there was concern all over social media that Drew Brees had been struck by lightning. I don't know if you heard this. Didn't really make a whole lot of waves. There was a Mexican reporter, a reporter actually in Mexico, who at midnight dropped what looked like a video of Drew Brees getting struck by lightning while uh, while filming a commercial for uh, for a sports betting company, Points Bet Sportsbook. And so it was posted at midnight. It looked like a scheduled tweet, basically, uh, because they would not be filming a commercial at midnight in Venezuela, which is where the filming was actually supposedly taking part. Um there's a, a lake in Venezuela that has the most lightning activity in the world. Why you would be filming any th- a commercial there is beyond me, except there's a couple of issues. First, the video looks like it was shot in incredibly high definition and then shared with the reporter and posted to Twitter, so it was compressed a little bit. Um, it did not look like a lightning strike in the video. It looked like it was a photo effect added in. The sound was off. There's no way that from that close of a range, the whatever recorded it would have survived the electric strike. Uh, There were lots of questions, but there were a lot of people who started commenting that they hoped that Drew Brees was, was okay. That um, Brees himself had not said anything on Twitter. Uh, Brees' family, nobody said anything on social media. And, Sports reporters, national sports reporters were on the internet saying, wow, it appears Drew Brees was struck by lightning. Look at this video, that sort of thing. And really, when you look at it, it's very questionable that's what actually happened. But these sports reporters were were posting this. And it was pretty clear what they were doing. This this was a bad PR stunt. Uh, the the company Sportsbet came out, or or PointsBet Sportsbook came out and explained it a little bit later. Um, they have a feature on their NFL Live betting called Lightning Bets. This is what was being promoted in in this viral marketing attempt. Um, but the sports reporters were on there looking you, you look at the video you look at all the evidence it's, it's pretty clear that this is a stunt of some sort like if, if Drew Brees had been struck by lightning at midnight in Venezuela or anything like that it would have been a pretty big story fairly immediately first thing this morning people actually didn't start hearing about this until 8:30 or so this morning it didn't start circulating around social media no headlines no nothing The video looked off, everything like that. It looked like a PR stunt, but these sports reporters were out there. Concern trolling, basically. They were concern trolling. They were very much 
trying to chase the clout, the clicks, the retweets, the likes, everything like that on social media so that later on they could write a story about the event. And it was very clear that they were going to write the story from, no, this isn't a real thing, here's what happened, and essentially try to gaslight their readers into thinking they had always felt this way, despite the concern trolling that they had posted on Twitter earlier in the day. It's very cheap clout, tra- uh, clout chasing. And it's one of the reasons that national sports reporters are actually some of the least liked reporters out there. I know there's a lot of mainstream news reporters that we make fun of all the time. One of the worst of the worst, Chris Saliza, was just uh, fired from CNN. He bragged about making eight figures and he told I mean, he what he's considered. And I'm this is not my word. This is the word of a left-leaning reporter who said Crystaliz is a moron. There are a lot of people on the right and the left who, who were genuinely shocked that he gets paid as much as he does to write some stupid, insane, uh, uh, what would you call it, uh, conventional, he, he, he was... The he he was the conventional wisdom guy. Like if it's a basic point that took no real th- rational thought, you could come up with it in an instant. It sounds like it makes sense, but when you dig into it, it means nothing. That's what crystallism was. Those are the types of reporters in the news media that a lot of people hate. Sports reporters do even worse because they try to shoehorn not sports things into sports the political messaging, the social messaging, and they do the clout-chasing stuff like the Drew Brees story today. It was pretty clear from the get-go that Drew Brees was not struck by lightning. This was clearly a PR stunt. But you had multiple people who write about sports, who write about the NFL all saying, oh my goodness, it looks like Drew Brees was struck by lightning. What happened? Why are there no answers? Knowing full well they were going to give the answers shortly. You know, there is, I need to find it. Aside from sports reporting, journalism itself is undergoing some radical cost-cutting measures. I mentioned Chris Saliz at CNN. CNN laid off a ton of its workforce. CNN laid off, uh, let me find the numbers, because it's really, it's really kind of striking what's happening in the media right now. Major restructuring at CNN. Huge portion of the workforce has been laid off. We'll continue layoffs and major restructuring. Gannett, which is the company that owns the USA Today network of papers like the Advertiser here and elsewhere in the state, uh, but all across the country, 6% layoff of workers. I know the Advertiser here has been hit a lot over the years with staff cuts, and I'm, I'm worried for them because I do like the folks at the Advertiser. Uh, left-leaning online site The Recount has folded. The Washington Post is shutting down its, uh, its, its Sunday magazine uh, parade. Um, or it's shutting down its Sunday magazine uh Parade folds. Uh, Politico's tech vertical is being shuttered. The media is losing business. And it's not because people don't care about the news. It's because people don't trust the folks giving them the news. So they're going to alternative sources. A bunch of these little online 
digital sites that cover sports do this exact same thing like they've been doing with Breeze. They do this exact same thing where they shoehorn the politics and the social in. They do all this and they chase away their readership. And then the, 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 the outlet is like, why is nobody reading this anymore? Well, it's pretty clear. You're not giving them what they actually want. People go to a website when you give them what they want. And it's not that they're saying, we want you to only do this. It's like, present it to us in a way that we care about. Don't force whatever this is on us. Journalism is undergoing this major restructuring right now. For a lot of the national places, because Trump is no longer the thing they wish he was, they built up a lot of readership, a lot of clicks, a lot of viewers based on their coverage of Donald Trump. But that is diminishing returns at this point. For sports, the people don't care about the social and the political stuff, and it's leading to a bleed of readers and subscribers. And it's doing stupid stuff like today where they give credibility, uh, credibility to this uh, viral PR stunt that makes people believe them even less. And they're going to continue to struggle as time goes on because they aren't they refuse to learn the lessons here. 232-1542. We've got a lot of news to talk about for the day. When we come back, we can talk about Kanye West. I've been trying to avoid it, but after yesterday, just cannot avoid it anymore. We'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the program. Why did the stock market tank? For a bit after a positive jobs report came out. It's a question that a lot of people I saw were asking. They were kind of confused on it. The problem right now is that we have a very we have hot, very hot inflation. And the stock market is not wanting the uh the uh interest rate to go up. See, the Fed has been raising the interest rate quite aggressively in order to stop the high inflation, the economic instability, which is supposed to cause other economic factors to slow down, like job growth. But job growth keeps running hot as well. And so that is going to cause inflation to shrink at a much slower rate. As a result, the Fed is going to have to keep raising rates. That freaked out the stock market today. I have this in today's show notes. I have a link to it, a CNBC story. Um, here's, here's basically what they're saying. To have 263,000 jobs added even after policy rates have been raised some 375 basis points is no joke. The labor market is hot, 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 heaping pressure on the Fed to continue raising policy rates. So when a hot job market report comes out, the stock market tanks because they realize, oh, God, this is this is going to drive them to raise the rates even more. Non-farm payrolls increased 263,000 for the month of November, while the unemployment rate was at 
Economists surveyed by the Dow Jones had been looking for an increase of 200,000 jobs in the payrolls and 3.7% for the jobless rate. The monthly gain was a slight decrease from October's upwardly revised 284,000, a broader measure of unemployment that includes discouraged workers and those holding part-time jobs for economic reasons edged lower to 6.7%. And because the numbers ran hotter than what economists were expecting, the numbers will likely cause the Fed to continue raising interest rates at the rate that they were doing. In another blow to the Fed's anti-inflation efforts, hourly earnings jumped 0.6% for the month, double the Dow Jones estimate. Wages were up 5.1% on a year-over-year basis, also well above the 4.6% expectation. So you have more people getting jobs. You have wages getting higher, but wages still being outpaced by inflation. So more people are working, wages are going up, but inflation is still super high. This is not what the Fed is actually hoping for. The Fed is actually hoping that the numbers stay a bit lower so that they can continue putting pressure on inflation and bring it back down. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell as much as 350 points after the report on worries the hot jobs data could make the Fed more aggressive. However, the stock shaved most of their losses. As the trading session neared its close, Treasury yields initially jumped on the new jobs report before turning mixed later. Leisure and hospitality led the job gains at 88,000 positions. Other sectors including healthcare, gained 45,000, government 42,000, and other services, a category that includes personal laundry services, uh, showed a total gain of 24,000. Social assistance saw a rise of 23,000 jobs, which the Labor Department said brings the sector back to where it was in January, in February 2020, before the COVID pandemic. Construction added 20,000 positions, while information was up 19,000, and manufacturing saw 14,000. So in terms of a jobs report, very good. And the Biden administration celebrating that today. But economists, the Fed, the major financial institutions all realize that this does nothing to actually help bring down inflation. So the Fed is going to be more aggressive on fighting inflation. So interest rates will be expected to go up more. The Fed has raised rates a half dozen times this year, including four consecutive 0.75 percentage point increases. Despite the moves, job gains had been running strong this year, if a bit lower than the rapid pace of 2021. On a monthly basis, according to CNBC, payrolls have been up an average of 392,000 against 562,000 for 2021. Demand for labor continues to outstrip supply with about 1.7 positions open for every available worker. So we still have a lot of people who are looking for work, but there are more jobs than available work than available uh, than available available laborers. All of this is to say economics is hard. Bottom line there. But what you can expect based on the information out today is that while this is a good jobs report, 
this is not good if you're paying attention to interest rates because that has a huge effect on our lives as well. Because inflation is still hot and because the Fed is aggressively trying to bring inflation down, you can expect to see those interest rates rise some more. All right, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. I'm going to get to the Kanye West drama in the second half of the show. In the meantime, if you want to call in, you can do so. Send a message to the app chat. Would love to talk with you there and on the phones here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the program. You can also click that little chat button on the KPEL app and send a message to the show. I'll respond to those as they come in and uh, generally just <clears throat> like talking to y'all. Sorry if my voice sounds a little scratchy. Uh, the reason I was out yesterday is I got kicked in the face with what was obviously a debilitating and deadly disease that my doctors have uh, carelessly labeled as just a sinus infection. Nonetheless, I have powered through and... Uh, and I'm here for y'all today, but thanks to Mark for filling in for me yesterday. Uh, glad to be back with y'all. There's, there was so much that ends up happening that I, I want to cover. Uh, and, and glad to be able to be here with you. All right, so the Kanye West stuff. I, I, I like Kanye West. I, I've liked his music. He's a fantastic producer. He's a great lyricist. You may not be a fan of rap. It's okay. I, I've been a fan of his for a long time. But it's worth noting that for a very long time, Kanye West has been very problematic. On this show, very routinely, I've talked about the importance of mental health. Kanye West is well known to be bipolar, to have mental health issues. And he has, for a very long time now, since well before his divorce, he was off his bipolar medicine. And he's become increasingly erratic, and we're watching him spiral out of control in real time like a bunch of online rubberneckers. It is an absolute train wreck. Kanye West went to dinner at Donald Trump's uh, estate in Mar-a-Lago and brought with him a guy named Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes is a guy that nobody should know about. He is an absolute nobody. He is an online lunatic with questionable views, is a neo-Nazi, compared compared the killing of the Jews, the gassing of the Jews, putting the Jews in ovens to the Nazis baking cookies. He has very extreme and very disturbing views on sexuality, race, the state of America, what the founders intended, all of which is to the extreme, and nobody should be giving him a platform. But because he has ingratiated himself to Kanye by affirming what Kanye's current state of mind believes, a state of mind brought about again by mental illness, Nick Fuentes has somehow managed to get into Kanye's inner circle. And that leads us to yesterday when he goes on Alex Jones's show and somehow, for the first time in the history of mankind, Alex Jones was the same person in a room. Alex Jones had Nick Fuentes and Kanye West on his show. And Kanye West said, I like some things about Hitler. Now, there's only one thing to like Hitler for. Hitler did the one thing that nobody else could do. 
and we should appreciate Hitler for this one thing. Hitler assassinated a man named Adolf Hitler, something nobody else was capable of doing. And in his entire family line right then and there. And for that, and that reason only, we should appreciate something Hitler did. But everything else he ever did and said was completely horrific. But Kanye West said there are some things I like about Hitler. And these are not statements you can walk away from. These are not statements that a person with a healthy mindset would make. But the problem isn't just Kanye. I mentioned Nick Fuentes. Um, Before he went to this extreme, Kanye was being... uh, he, he was in close with a conservative black woman named Candace Owens. Candace Owens has been one of those clout chasers online that I described a little bit earlier talking about national sports reporters. She routinely says extreme things that she says are basically just thought-provoking questions, but they are actually fairly extreme things and things that re- basically don't make sense. But she says them for the clout, and she she mixes it in with a really base conservative rhetoric to try to get people to follow her. But she was a big promoter of Kanye West, well past his meltdown, although once he started in on the Jews pretty hard, she has been silent. There have been other conservatives that have... uh, joined in, and some of them have remained silent. Some of them are doubling down on Kanye West. And I know that some of y'all are probably listening and asking why I'm being so hard on conservatives on this. But we have to do a better job policing our own side of grifters. I've been on this grifters kick for a while now. We have in the conservative movement a grifter problem. And sorry for the language, but it's come to bite a lot of them in the ass now. A lot of people, a lot of people hitched their wagon to Kanye West because he was a Trump fan. He was supportive of Trump. He wore a MAGA hat. He was in the White House. He, he worked on prison reform with Donald Trump. All of these things, he said some conservative things. A bunch of conservatives hopped on board. They hopped right on that bandwagon. And it's led them to the point of no return because a lot of them would not back away even when he started spiraling more and more. It's not a normal day in the world when Alex Jones is the sanest man in the room. Alex Jones just had to file for bankruptcy because he owes a billion dollars to people for statements he made about a school shooting being a false flag. And yet somehow, yesterday, he was the sane man in the room. While Kanye West was talking about the fact that he loves Nazis. He lo- I love everybody. I, I love everybody. Nazis, too. And there are some things about Hitler I like, he said. We're watching a man's mental health spiral and he's not getting the help he needs because people who are using his platform and using his famous celebrity 
are doing so to push their own beliefs and their own viewpoints and giving them legitimacy they don't deserve. And some conservatives out there will stay on Kanye West's side because they're going to chalk this up to just another bit of cancel culture striking, rearing its ugly head. When Kanye West is actually saying pretty deplorable things. Conservatives need to do a much better job of policing their own side and getting rid of the grifters. Because when those grifters start latching on to celebrity and that celebrity melts down, it drags those conservatives and all the conservatives that follow that conservative down and it brings down the movement as a whole. Because despite what the left would say, Nazism really isn't on the conservatives' radar. But it sure as hell makes it look like it is when all these conservatives have latched on to somebody who goes on a conspiracy theorist radio show and says, I love Hitler. Hitler wasn't that bad a guy. Nazis get a bad rap, that sort of thing. That, that doesn't help. The people who chase clout, right, left, or center, I don't care, but the people who are chasing for clout online are a huge problem for American society and culture. And we need to police our own side, and we need to figure out how we can help somebody who is truly in need of help. Because that's what Kanye West needs. He needs help. He needs an intervention. And it's not going to come from anybody, any one of us saying something or anything like that. It's got to come from somewhere, though. Because what we're seeing with Kanye West is as, is as tragic as it is horrifying. But we need to clean up the grift and clean up the clout chasers on our own side, too. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation when we come back. A little bit more of the news of the day. And, of course, your calls and, and app chats if you want to get in on the conversation. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Well, those of you who may be fans of, of Russia and Vladimir Putin may need to sit down for this one. Apparently, Vladimir Putin fell down some stairs and pooped himself. That's a report that's out today. We don't know it for certain, but uh, there is a there's an account online that claims to be a former a uh, former Russian spy, now an anti Kremlin source. This is being reported by uh, this is being reported on the on a Telegram channel, which is an app. Um, the New York Post reported the impact of a fall down the stairs caused Putin to, quote, involuntarily defecate due to cancer affecting his stomach and bowels. Uh, according to the, fo- the Post, the famously paranoid Russian leader reportedly wears slip-proof shoes and stairs in the official residence had been deemed safe. Uh, General Server in October reported on Putin's alleged condition and ended with an ominous warning. Putin's oncology is progressing, and despite adequate treatment lately, the pain is not always completely relieved. 
It must be understood that the deplorable state of the president's physical and mental health affects the adoption of key decisions. Putin doesn't want to change history. He wants to end it. That is according, again, to this anti-Kremlin source. So apparently something that Joe Biden and Putin have in common is that they have both soiled themselves. Because remember that story about Biden allegedly pooping himself in the presence of the Pope. I don't know if you remember that story from a while back, but apparently that happened and Putin fell down the stairs and pooped himself. So um, we're being run by the world's being run by incontinence, not just incompetence. Anyway, tonight is a big night in Acadiana. We have several Acadiana teams that will be competing for a chance to head to state championship football games, Division I, non-select. Westgate is traveling to Destrehan. That will be a good game. Westgate is going to have to put up a hell of a fight in that one. Division I, select. Karen Crow is hosting Brother Martin. Uh, Karen Crow, the 8th seed versus 13 seed Brother Martin. Like the Bears in that matchup, but we will see that as well. Uh, St. Thomas More should have a tough fight for against Edie White, but I'm imagining St. Thomas More comes away with that one. The big one, you can listen to both of you can listen to this game on two stations here. Number six, Lafayette Christian at number two, Tarlings Catholic. The LCA broadcast will air on sister station, Classic Rock 1051. Turlings. Uh, you can also listen to it here on KPL to listen uh, for the Turlings. Broadcast. So again, we have the LCA broadcast, which is done by our own Brandon Como and Ian Ozan. That's over on Classic Rock 1051. And right here on KPEL, the Turlings broadcast will be here by Kavon Bordelon and Scott Brasta. That will be a good game. You've got number three in Division Three Select. You've got number three Notre Dame at number two St. Charles Catholic. That could be a tough one for Notre Dame, but a very close game in that. And uh, Vermilion Catholic, this, the, the, the Eagles will be taking on St. Martin's Episcopal. Vermilion Catholic, the number one seed, hosts that game. Man, the Eagles have uh, really done a good job of rebuilding themselves and coming out very strong this year. They're a favorite to, to go all the way. All right, so that is local football. In other sports news, the LSU-Georgia SEC title game is officially sold out. That news came out earlier today, so if you were looking to get a last-minute ticket, I'm sorry. You are out of luck. Georgia is the favorite in that one, and I'm not sure that LSU has the offensive tools needed to overcome Georgia's defense, but LSU has surprises. After last week, though, I'm simply not sure that they will be able to handle what Georgia throws at them. But if Georgia struggles that could or, or even loses, that again opens up the playoff brackets. We have no idea what the college football playoff uh, brackets will look like, it's going to be crazy. Anyway, that's uh, that's about it for me. Anything? Oh, Team USA soccer tomorrow. Uh, they take on the Netherlands. Uh, the uh, Team USA U.S. men's soccer team is the underdog there as well. They're going to need to have a very tough defense and a lot of very controlled ball movement in order to uh, really, really pull away with that one. But gosh, Netherlands is good. Um, they are a good team. They're they're one of the favorites in this World Cup. Team USA is very young. Uh, some 
some mistakes here and there, particularly that penalty in the in the goalie's box that, that really hurt Team USA in the first game against Wales, allowed them to equalize with Wales. That was a tough one. But uh, some shining some shining stars on offense, if they can break Netherlands' defense, they've got an opportunity there. Uh, Christian Pulisic, I think, is healthy again. He will be playing. Uh, so you've got you've got a lot of opportunities with Team USA soccer. Any other sports that I'm missing? I can't think of anything right now. The only other sports news of the day was the fact that Drew Brees allegedly was struck by lightning, but we have, uh, but we have, uh, we've covered that quite a bit. No, Drew Brees was not struck by lightning. And again, just a shame on all the sports reporters out there who jumped onto that like it was a real thing. Knowing full well, if you watch the video, he was not actually struck by lightning. It was clearly, clearly a viral PR stunt by that uh, points bet sports book who, if uh, two seconds of research will tell you they have lightning bets as one of their uh, live betting options for NFL games. So it was very clearly a viral PR stunt. But again, this is why national sports reporters are one of the most disliked group of reporters out there because they jump onto this and they do all this concern trolling and then write about it as if it never happened. All right, that's it for me. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you again on Monday here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Shannon is offsides next. Talk to you guys again soon. And you guys have a great weekend.